Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Peter answered, Lord, if it is you, command me to come out onto the water. And so Jesus said, come. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. By nature, my tendency is to want to play it safe. I find it very hard to take risks. And I'm not really a fan of uncertainty. You may have seen the movie Along Came Polly. I'm a little bit like Reuben Pfeffer, who's played by Ben Stiller. A risk analyst by trade, Pfeffer uses this machine he creates called the Risk Master 3000 to make all of his important life choices, including who to marry. And by doing this, he stays in control of his life as he surveys all the options and then calculates the least risky path. I've come to believe that many of us have a similar machine in our head, an inner risk master that's always scanning, calculating, and attempting to carve out a path that feels secure and familiar and predictable. After all, life can get pretty stormy, and part of becoming a responsible adult is to take proper measures so that whenever the storm does roll in, we're able to stay afloat. Now, this tendency to plan, to predict, and play it safe, I want to be clear that this is very reasonable and even wise with respect to many aspects of our life. But at the same time, I also want to name that safety may not be the best lens through which to view our relationship with God. In today's gospel, Jesus' disciples are alone in a boat, and this horrible storm rolls in. The waves batter the boat without mercy, and the wind is out of control. We're told that it's very early in the morning. But a more literal translation of the Greek would be that it's the fourth watch of the night, which is about 3 a.m. And so between the darkness, the wind, the waves, and the water, it makes sense that the disciples would see Jesus and mistake him for a ghost. And naturally, they're all confused and they are scared. After all, they began this boat ride with a very clear goal in mind. But the storm they're in, it's thrown all that out the window. The goal now is just to stay alive, to not die, to get through this in one piece. But of course, in the midst of their fear and uncertainty, they are confronted with something amazing, something with the power to shift their concern beyond mere survival. And that's Jesus Christ conquering the storm by calmly walking on the sea. And then out of nowhere, Peter, 
does the most inspiring thing he does in all of Scripture. He asks Jesus for permission to step out of the boat. Now, it's one thing to step out of the boat whenever the water is calm, when the sun's shining, when the air is crisp. But can you imagine the size of these waves, the strength of the wind, the darkness of this night? For a moment, I want you to put yourself in Peter's shoes. Jesus is literally walking on water, and then he looks at you, and he speaks your name, and he says, come, come step out of the boat, and let's walk on water together. What would you choose, the water or the boat? Because I think I know what you'd like to choose, what deep down we all long to choose. Because here's the thing, in the deepest space of our heart, we all know there's more to life than sitting in the boat. More to life than eliminating risk. More to life than mere survival. And I would posit that the point of our faith and even the key to lasting happiness is found when we abandon ourselves to the water and we embark on this risky adventure of following an unpredictable God. To put it in slightly different terms, when Jesus comes calling and he speaks our name and he says, hey, let you and I walk on some water together. The point of faith is to say yes and to step out of the boat. And so here's the question I'd have us consider. What is our boat? Or what is your boat? Because as we all know, it is a stormy time. And I've checked the radar. The wind will not die down anytime soon. The fall will be a storm. And so what is your boat? Or rather, where is it that you tend to Look for security in hard times apart from your relationship with God. And so a little bit about me. Whenever I'm not at my best, I'm stuck in my little egoic boat trying to ride out some storm on my own without God. I always slip into perfectionism. I hold myself and other people to an impossible standard. And when that happens... I don't tolerate mess very well, whether it's a literal mess or a relational mess. And in those moments, I'm not very compassionate or kind. I've now got 38 years of evidence to suggest that this tends to be my boat. I insist on a world that's perfect and clean and where I get to be in charge of everyone and everything. But that's just me. Your boat may be different. It can be a tangible thing, like money or popularity, or it can be an emotional disposition, like anger or cynicism or a tendency to play the victim. But whatever your boat is, it's where you tend to get stuck. It's whatever false prop you cling to as a substitute for faith, when faith is precisely what's needed. And so let me go back to Peter, because Peter, he actually stepped out of the boat. And in doing so, he got to experience two things 
that no other disciple got to experience. First, Peter walked on water. If only for a minute or for 10 seconds. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say how long this lasts. But what it does say is that Peter knew the bliss of being empowered by God to do what is humanly impossible. He walked on water. And for the rest of his life, I bet he never forgot that wonderful experience. But second, and here's the really important thing, Peter knew the joy of being rescued by Jesus in a moment of desperate need. You see, if Peter had never begun to sink, he may never have known, and I mean really known, Jesus' amazing power to save him. And that made Peter a better disciple because from that time on, Peter knew in his heart what Paul says in today's reading from Romans, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so to bring this metaphor out of the theoretical, to bring it down to the practical details of our life, here's what I'd want to say. I don't think that this is a time in our life as a church or as individuals where the boat will serve us well. No, I think that this is a time to step out of that boat and to join Jesus on the waves. Now, I acknowledge that this metaphor is not perfect because with COVID, we have a duty to keep ourselves and others safe by taking sound precautions, wearing masks, social distancing, staying home whenever we can. These are really good things and not at all what my sermon is about. Risky faith and foolish impulse are not the same thing, and I'm only advocating for the former and not the latter. And so whenever I say that God is inviting us out of the boat, I'm not talking about any specific action, which will differ person by person and family by family, but rather I'm talking about a posture of the heart. And more specifically, a heart marked by vulnerability, charity, and openness. A heart that believes that God is with us and whatever storm or challenge we face, and a heart that believes that this can be an incredibly exciting and formative time in our life if we covenant to stick together and if we allow this storm to strengthen our faith. Because here's the deal. As the rector of this church, I am not asking God how we're going to survive this storm. I'm asking how we're going to walk on water. I want the same permission from Jesus that Peter got. I want us to do in Christ, not through our own effort, but to do in Christ what feels impossible. And I'm fully expecting to reach out and grab Jesus' hand many times these next few months when it feels like we're starting to sink. And so I'll end this morning by saying this. You may be a little nervous about this fall. It's very understandable. 
with school and our personal struggles and COVID and the many things happening in our society, this is a messy time. So two quick things I want to leave you with. First, what enabled Peter to step out of the boat were the words that Jesus spoke to him in verse 27. Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And so first, I want you to take heart. Jesus is much more powerful than whatever storm you face, and he doesn't want us to be scared. And second, I believe the real action in the weeks and months to come is going to be on the water. That's where all the fun is to be found, not in the boat. Peter did not get it perfect. He got scared. He took his eyes off Jesus. He started to sink. And so he didn't get it perfect. But what he did understand, if only for a moment, was the joy of walking on water, of doing something different, of finding grace and meeting Jesus in the excitement of unpredictable waters. And in the weeks and months to come, I've got good news. That is exactly what we get to do. Amen.